0: Welcome to Elan Restoration Fellowship, where Jesus is King, Hamelech, Lord, Hashem, and Messiah, Mashiach. And now, Pastor and Rabbi, Billy Elias. Let's begin our series on Revelation. In the Hebrew, the word is kazon. Now, we call it Revelation because, uh, for obvious reasons, God reveals something to um the great Rabbi Yohanan or the or John, the disciple John that we know. In reality what this is is John's vision. Um, as I've listened to the I've listened and read this book uh, probably 10 times this week, I'm not necessarily really sure that it's a revelation to John. Or to the congregations or the assemblies um, of believers as much as it is a clarification. You see, and I think in today's society, what's happened is since we really don't, we've eliminated a lot of the Hebraic from our studies and the Hebraic from our church culture, it does become very confusing And because we're not familiar with the terms, we're not familiar with the statements, we're not familiar with what John is saying and quoting from, and because of that, it causes a lot of problems when we start talking what they would call today eschatology. It's the study of the end times. Okay, the study of the end times. Now, one of the things that we, we, I, I mentioned earlier tonight is Revelation is made up of 22 chapters. There's 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. The first thing that we have to understand is every chapter is going to have a key verse in it. And that key verse is going to correlate directly to the Hebrew letter. So in other words, chapter one of Revelation is going to go hand in hand with the Hebrew letter Aleph. Chapter two is going to go hand in hand with the Hebrew letter Bet. Chapter three will be Gemel. Chapter four, the Dalit. You understand. Okay? So what we need to do to kind of unravel this, and I'm taking a different approach than is normally taken, is we need to... In order to unravel what Yohanan, what John was seeing and having, you know, the vision he was having, again, I don't think this was a revelation to John. I think this was clarification. And I think for for those who sat with the Messiah, um, especially like when when it comes to Shaul, Paul, he may have never had this kind of revelation, and he didn't because of his persecution of the church. But this. And all of these writings are nothing more, again, than clarifying. Because from the very foundation of the earth, all of this was already preordained and it was finished. And when the thing is, the biggest thing I have to get through to whenever everybody that that we speak with, when God said it is finished, it is finished, Mm -hmm. So when it says in Hebrew, in Genesis chapter 1, I think it's verse 3, and God said, let there be light, it was done. Mm -hmm. There has never been anything that's come into existence after he opened his mouth and spoke. So one of the biggest stumbling blocks for believers, and I'm talking about seasoned believers, pastors, whatever, the 5 full, I don't even know what they call themselves anymore, some of these cats, but if you cannot believe in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, you will never fully grasp the gospel message. So we're going to start in Revelation chapter one, straight out the box in verse one. So tonight is the Aleph and the Introduction, which, so you're going to see the notes as we go, you you can read them, highlight them, whatever you want. So we talk about the Hebrew letter Aleph, it's the first letter in the Hebrew alphabet. It's often called the father of the alphabet. It is the absolute foundation of everything Hebraic. You cannot have had anything else until you had the Hebrew letter Aleph. Okay? It also means the oneness of God, and it also means master or Lord, as we have the Hebrew word Adon, right? Adonai, but Aleph also means master. Okay? Its word picture is an ox head. So when we look at this meaning... Just think for a second. It is called the father of the alphabet. Aleph is the absolute foundation of the building blocks. Kind of like DNA. It's the building blocks of life. Well, I got news for you. This pre-existed DNA. Before any creation was Made man anything, God spoke. All right? So we're going to talk about the et tonight, and we're going to talk about the aleph. Okay? So in Revelation chapter 1, verse 1, we're going to go to it. It opens up. This is the revelation, or if you read it in Hebrew, this is the vision which God gave to Yeshua the Messiah so that he could show his servants what must happen very soon. He communicated it by sending his angel to his servant, John. I have it written here in the Hebrew, Yohanan. Now, when we start to look at this Hebrew letter Aleph, remember, it's the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And we're going to go into several verses that are going to expose what God was trying to say to the church through... This vision that he was given. Now if you read it. Who was the vision given to? The Messiah. You see? But John couldn't actually speak to the Messiah. Because it wasn't time. So an angel of the Lord spoke to John. On behalf of the Messiah. Because the Messiah at this point. Is seated where? At the right hand of the throne of God. We are permitted into the throne room. We're not allowed in the throne room yet because nothing has happened to give us that access, right? So when we speak about this opening chapter, we immediately have to look to the opening verse in Torah. And this is what I absolutely love about how God did this. Torah opens the Bible or the Old Testament opens with that verse in the beginning. God or, or God did what created the heavens and the earth, and then we come to this little word. It's called the et. Et. There are two essential uses of the aleph in verse one. First, we see that it appears in the Hebrew word et. Okay? So, the reason why it's this tough to jump into is just remember this. Aleph is the first letter in what? The Hebrew alphabet. The tau, which is the other letter to make up that word et, is which letter of the Hebrew alphabet? Last. The last. It's the first letter and the last letter. Now, we're going to see later that for thousands of years, the rabbis and the sages have taught that the et, the aleph and the tau, was the abbreviation for the Hebrew alphabet. So that in and of itself, when it starts to show up, begins to tell you something. Now, when we talk about et, it doesn't have a meaning. You can't translate it but it has a purpose, okay? So it's an introductory word which is used for um, a semantically definite direct object. In other words, it's the exclamation point before the word. So when you see this word, et, whatever is coming next is of paramount importance, So even though it doesn't have a translation, it's like a disclaimer. It's almost like God saying, "Bershit bara Elohim et." In the beginning, God created et. There's no. It doesn't mean anything. But He's about to say, "Now what comes next is exactly what you need to get into your head to understand, in order to understand what I'm trying to say." So in Hebrew, right, it's Bereshit Bara Elohim Et, HaVal Shamayim, or HaShamayim. In the beginning, God created the heavens. But that word Et now says, the heavens are extremely important because you have to know that that's what came first. The heavens came first. First, he created the expanse. He created the sky. He created the lights because that was his house. And then it would say, Ve ha'et eret or Ve et ha'eret and the earth. So the heaven was created first, the earth was created second. So when you see that opening line in Genesis, and you use that word et, as you see on your paper, it's telling you beforehand, if you can't grasp this, you can't grasp anything that comes after. Why do you think, after Darwin did what he did, why do you think everything now has become about evolution, and all of these other things, and they, they, but... To the point where we even have microbiologists and and, and DNA experts saying, no, we were made by intelligent design. They just don't want to say that it was Hashem that created us. So one of the things we're going to talk about is in verse 1, when we read it, it says, This is the vision which God gave to Yeshua the Messiah so that he could show his servants what must happen. So that he can show his servants what must happen. So we're going to look at the first time the et appears, which is the Aleph and the Tau. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is the abbreviation for the Hebrew alphabet. Okay. And of course, we know later on it's exposed. Jesus exposes himself as the Aleph and the Tau, the beginning and the end. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. We know that, and this is the this is the Hebrew word that would best describe it at that moment. Okay, but we talked about it when we read this, and it says that he would show himself to his servants, you would read it et Abadav. So straight away, the exclamation point is telling you what that is extremely extraordinarily important for you to understand. This is for who? His servants. This vision that John is seeing, that is given by the angel, that was revealed to the Messiah himself, is for his servants alone. Unbelievers can't see it. They won't understand it. This is a vision for the believers. This is a vision for those who have believed that Jesus is the Messiah. So that's the first thing we see. It's about his servants. Actually, that, that Hebrew word, abadav, also can mean slaves. Okay, sorry. So, his servants. Now, if we were to read this in, in, its, in its entirety, it would be et abadav, et asher yihaya. Now, what this means is et abadav, his servants. And then we see in the very next sentence, you see the et must happen very soon. The exclamation point is telling you what? This is for his servants to be what? Prepared. We have to be ready. So the vision that John is getting is clarifying God's plan for all the feast days because we know that when the day of the Lord comes, later in chapter 1, He's speaking about Rosh Hashanah, the day of the Lord. It's when he comes to pull his bride up. In fact, if you read ahead in Revelation chapter one, he says, and I, John the bondservant, was in the spirit on the day of the Lord. Well, guess what day he was in the spirit on? Rosh Hashanah, which also happens to be Shabbat. Crazy how it all comes around, isn't it? So what we're seeing here, this first part, just in verse 1, you see how the Aleph is pre- is prominent now, right? And let's remember what it means. Okay, we'll go back. It's the father of the alphabet. It's symbolic of oneness with God. It literally means master or Lord. And it means strength and it means wealth. Now this is where it's gonna get crazy. Because when we look at Genesis chapter one, we already kind of looked at it. In the beginning God created Bereshit Bada Elohim and there's that word et. So we know that whatever's coming after that et is important, right? So in Revelation one verse one, here's, here's like it's awesome. How many times does the et appear? How many times does it appear in Revelation 1.1? Twice. Twice. How many times does et appear in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1? Twice. So we have to go back before Revelation to understand. God is saying that he is the creator of heaven and earth. And you fast forward to Revelation where he's saying, I created heaven and earth for my believers For my children to be prepared. You understand now? You understand why if you can't grasp in the beginning God created the heavens and earth, then it's going to be very difficult for you to have a really good relationship with who the Messiah is? So when when we go out, and like I said, throughout the ages, it's been taught that that Hebrew word is the building block of all creation. And And I love this because... He said, and God said. He had to speak an intelligible language. I've said this before. What language did he speak? uh, Hebrew. Mm -hmm. He spoke the archaic form of Hebrew. He had to speak that Hebrew. Because he spoke an intelligible word that awakened all creation. So when he speaks and he creates... He now tells Jesus, here's the plan, reveal it to John so that when he writes it down and he testifies as to what he sees, what we can hear him speak and we can believe that this is the truth. But see so much of this is was lost because that first letter of the Hebrew alphabet They don't want to, it's like, it's not even brought up. And as you see when we talk about all these crazy things that you're about to see that absolutely blew my mind, you're going to see how important it is that we understand at least the Hebrew alphabet when we refer it to. The reason that these people, the the sages and everything teach this is because the et becomes an abbreviation for the alphabet, the Hebrew alphabet, because it's the first letter and the last letter. It's the beginning And the end. It's the beginning and the end. Okay. Aleph is the father. It's oneness with God. It's strength. It's creation. The Tao is finished. The Tao means cross. That's what the word picture is. So it started when God spoke. And it ended when Jesus died on the cross and was crucified, resurrected uh, on the third day. You see the the, the correlation? So many believe that if one of these Hebrew letters were to fall away or vanish, creation would become absolute nothingness. I want you to grasp that thought for a minute. At the foundation of the earth, when God said, let there be light, And he just opened. And he just breathed life into existence. He used. The Hebrew language. From the Aleph. To the. Tau, From the beginning. To the very end. Then you have. Jesus that comes along. In Matthew chapter 5. 18. And when we look at. Revelation 1 1, right? Let's keep that in mind now that we look at Matthew chapter 5, verse 18. Because remember, we find two uses of the word et in Revelation 1 1. Yes, indeed, says the Messiah, I tell you that until heaven and earth pass away, not so much as a yod or a stroke will pass from the Torah. Not until everything that must happen has happened. Grasp what Jesus is saying. He's saying that if my language, if my alphabet, the olive and the tau were to be taken away, were to vanish, you cannot have heaven and earth. Why do you think he made such a specific mention to say, I tell you that until heaven and Earth pass away. Who is the only one that can make heaven and earth pass away? The one who created it. We, we, we're, we're arrogant. we think we're going to set off 55 nuclear warheads and blow the planet up. You got another thing coming. This planet will survive anything that man can throw at it because it was designed perfectly by the creator of, of, of well, the Creator of heaven and earth. But you see what Jesus was saying here? Now this gets crazy because he's telling them until heaven and earth pass away, not the yod or a stroke will pass from the Torah. Not until what? Everything that must happen happens. When we look at Revelation 1.1 and that it appears, the olive and the towel. the olive is very important. What is it saying? This is about my servants And them being prepared for what must come. You cannot stop what must come. It was preordained before the foundation of the earth. And Jesus is warning us and telling us the same thing. When he says, oh, you you silly people want to throw things out. No, you can't throw out my word. You can't get rid of the Aleph and the Tau. You can't do it. So some people are to say, well, he's talking about Yod, which means hand and a mark. So it's only two letters. Oh, contraire, mon frère. When we look at this Hebrew letter, the Aleph, you see that one that pokes up and the one that pokes down? That is the Hebrew letter Yod. And you see that mark that goes across? Well, Jesus, he called that the Stroke. That's the vow. So what is the Messiah saying in Matthew chapter five, verse 18? Not the yod, look at this. Not the yod or the vow will pass away. This is the foundation, not the olive. He's actually literally spelling the word out for them and saying that letter will not pass away. Because if this letter goes, all of it goes. Because you can't have an intelligent design, without it. That's what he's saying in Matthew 5.18. So we talk about the revelation that God gives to Yeshua the Messiah in Revelation 1.1 1, 1, so that he could show his servants what must happen very soon. When we talk about the et, I want you to know when it shows up. Remember, it's the explanation point before something that's important. It shows up twice. Genesis 1-1 and twice in Revelation 1-1. So the first time it shows up in Revelation 1-1, it's talking about the servants, right? The servants. What are the servants? The servants are the ones who seek oneness with God. And the second time it shows up for what must come it's because it's the Messiah who brings the oneness, but it's the Messiah who's not finished with the vision that God gave him. He's not done with his ministry yet. So then when you look in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, et shamayim et is he saying? Well, who is the one that created heaven? God. Who lives in heaven? And the Messiah, who lives on earth, man. Heaven was created for man to journey from one side to cross to the other. Pastor Billy will continue his message in just a moment. If you would like more information about sermon series, books, and other study materials, you can call us at 732 314 1956. Or you can email us at elanrestoration at gmail.com. You can visit us on Facebook for Shabbat and service times. And now we conclude today's message with Rabbi Billy. This letter, and we're going to see it a little bit later, now shows you what heaven and earth is, but what is the divider? What is it that divides heaven and earth? That Hebrew letter that is the stroke is called the vow. Vow, you know what vow means in Hebrew? Nail, that's what it means. Nail. So it's the nail that divides heaven and earth. Who's nail? The Messiah's. You're trying to tell me that God isn't like, look at this, this is crazy. We're still in Revelation 1-1. We haven't even left it yet. You've been listening to Pastor Billy Elias. Pastor Billy is the founder and pastor of Elon Restoration Fellowship in Toms River, New Jersey. Join us again as Pastor Billy bridges the gap between the old and new covenants. And as always, may the Lord bless you with peace.